Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about what I think is an interesting topic, as, of course, I am the only arbiter of that since it's just me talking. (laughs) So there are all things I think of as interesting topics. Uh, That part is not unique, but it's kind of an extension of all of the stuff I've done on emotional labor, which, as you know from reading my blog and probably things I've said here too, although I don't recall, I don't think emotional labor is really a thing in the way that it has been made a thing in our culture. And it really just means I want you to take care of me, but it's said in this kind of anti-male way that I really don't like. I think I got into this in the Fair Play podcast Uh, Before, of course, I did dive right into it, but before that, or now, I'd like to tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was, is it all about the orgasm? Yes and no. Um, And I get into why and for whom and uh, basically everything about sex with orgasm as the goal. So you probably want to listen to that one if you are one of my many listeners that wants to hear me talk about sex and explain it to you from a different perspective, the male and the female and the healthy versus the unhealthy and so forth. Okay, so back to this topic. So there's a lot of women, and this was, um, I actually had this in the queue to record this topic anyway, because in my Facebook group, which is separate from the subscriber podcast episodes, but you should also join it, it's $4.99 a month, um, and it's the source of many of my ideas, Women were talking about like having decision fatigue or like being indecisive and wanting the man to um, <clears throat> to make the decisions, but then of course wanting him to know which decisions to make and not which not to make, etc. So the the idea of oh and and then basically so that was in my queue and then I saw this TikTok. And it is just, you know, representative. It wasn't anything about this specific TikTok, but it's it's a genre of kind of skits about women being frustrated that their husband asks them what he should do to help rather than just helping. Um, with the idea being that it is somehow, and this links to emotional labor, it is somehow emotionally laborious for the woman to have to tell him how to help her. And in my Facebook group, I said, can you even imagine inverting the genders here and how much of an asshole the man would look like if he recorded a TikTok saying, "Um, I'm just so overwhelmed and my wife here had the temerity to ask what she could do to help me. My God, instead of just figuring it out, will, you know, my trials and tribulations never end? That guy would look like a complete douchebag, and we all know that. And so why does a woman get to say the same thing? You know, and so you you can zoom out and be like, okay, maybe there's women married to these guys who literally just lay around playing video games or drinking or something, and uh, the, the whole house is piling up with dirty dishes and dirt, and like, you know, the dog is pooping on the floor, and the kids are screaming their heads off, and he just like does nothing because he is a zombie, and in that case, if she were to say, I'm overwhelmed, which... I don't think she would even need to say in that case because he is a zombie. She wouldn't feel that he could communicate. But if she were to, then, and he said, oh, how can I help? Which I still think, like, there's no world in which that's a bad thing to say. But I guess he would be an idiot, right? Okay, fine. There's a lot of things he could do. But as I've said numerous times, most guys are not idiots, nor are most women. And in the guys that I see, and I have said this so much, and I have a a post titled, Men Are Doing More Housework and Child Care Than in My Earlier 
than in prior generations and their wives are no happier. Comparing even the men that I used to see when I was first in private practice in 2009 to the men that I see now, and they do like at least half the housework, frequently more because the people who come into therapy, and this will be relevant in a second, are frequently women who struggle with depression or anxiety. And thus those men, and again, I see self-pay clients, so this is not um, these are not lower income people where they have two jobs and, and um, you know, they can't afford any help. They can afford help, you know, and they do. So the guy does a lot of the stuff, half if not more, and outsources a lot too. So there's biweekly cleaners and there's yard care and there's babysitters and there's like a lot of stuff going on generally. But the woman is not doing everything. That's just not what I see. So within the demographic and frequently the people who listen to me are people who either are clients or later become clients or are in this demographic too. So it's likely that many people listening are in a similar boat, you know, where they do not have this uh, previous generation situation where the woman is doing everything. And, and in fact, the man is doing at least half, sometimes more, because if she's depressed or anxious, as I just said, sometimes he ends up doing more. And I discuss this in the podcast um, when you have things you can't talk about in couples counseling, and that one of those secrets is frequently that the woman does much less than half of the housework and childcare and basically sits on her phone saying that she's doing uh, higher level management, aka buying stuff on Amazon for the kids, which yeah, you got to do, but it's not really uh, as labor intensive as like bath time, you know, and so, and he does that stuff, right? Uh, bath time, frequently dinner. I mean, like so many of the guys I see are the ones who cook. And anyway, the, the point is that if you are in that situation, then, which so many people are, where the guy's doing at least half, then why is it bad if she says I'm overwhelmed to say, how can I help you? You can't mind read. Frequently, she says, I'm overwhelmed, and then the guy tries to do something or other that he feels will be effective, and she says, no, it should have been something else. So, you know, why would the woman do this then? Why would she find this to be so aversive to have to make a decision? You, you know, I mean, why is that considered such emotional labor? I'll tell you why, because she's depressed, and it's not been diagnosed. Sometimes it has been diagnosed, but she just doesn't realize that this decision fatigue and insecurity about making the wrong decision and basically a feeling of complete overwhelm no matter what is endemic to depression and anxiety too. So really any uh, mental health issue or PTSD or um, OCD or really anything that that uh, ties up your your bandwidth means that you have basically nothing left over for normative interactions and communications and decisions. So this isn't the guy's fault. I'm not saying he's a perfect person. Every situation is different. However, if you cannot verbalize help that you need, again, in a, in a context where it's not that the house is literally on fire and he says, what should I do to help? You know, which is something I don't really see again. If you cannot verbalize something that you would need for help, then isn't that kind of a you thing? I mean, I think so, you know? And that indicates that you are feeling incredibly burned out and tapped out. And there's likely nothing that the man can do without completely enabling you, aka just go to sleep and I will do everything. Which sure, you could say that sometimes, but if that's every night, if every night you're tapped out by like six o'clock and you cannot be spoken to or make any decisions, I mean, that, that's pretty bad depression. 
you know, and you should definitely try to get that assessed by a provider because that is the, um, that's, or, or anxiety, but that is the situation that many people describe is basically like the woman saying like, I do everything all day. So then when I get home, I don't want to have to tell anybody what to do. He should just know. But like, what about the inverse situation? Like, what if he said you should just mind read and know how to be a perfect partner? You know, like, it's just not a, it's not a thing. It, it wouldn't be considered nice or kind or realistic or anything. And when men do say, for example, and I've talked about this so much in my sex podcast, some guys think, well, she should just know that like, I would want a blowjob or like, cause every guy does, or I would want to have sex, you know, every other day or, 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 you know, at least once a week. I mean, my God, she should know that. And yeah, like, of course, like if, if you're a man, that seems extremely obvious, but if you're a very low libido woman, then frequently you say, oh, we're just in a stressful time of life. So we don't have sex for six months. Oh, that's normal. We have kids. You know, and then that is literally what the woman thinks that I do a lot of work trying to help the man understand that. And like, and and he does usually, or frequently at least, has a light bulb moment. Like, my God, the way that I think about sex all the time is so not how she thinks about it that of course I would have to verbalize what I need. So in these situations, yes, of course, the man should know that the children eat every night. But I'll, I'll just do this one for an example, right? Because here's a really good example. So sometimes women are like, oh my God, he should know that the kids eat every night. So then why, um, why does he have to ask me? You know, like, why does he have to ask me if now's a good time to make dinner? So then we talk about it. And what usually happens is he's tried to make dinner at his time, which would, let's say, be 6.30. She says that's completely impossible. It has to be by 6.15, no later, because they have to get into bed by this time. She also decides that she doesn't like certain foods and the kids don't like certain foods. So the meal that he makes has to appeal to everybody and be multiple meals, in fact. And also whatever he wants to uh, do in terms of the setup for dinner, if he has it in front of the TV or if he has it outside or whatever, that doesn't work either. And basically she doesn't want to be asked anything. She wants him to remember all of this, even though sometimes it changes. Why would a person act like that? Is she just being a bitch? Is it just that she can't, nothing will make her happy? No, she's depressed. She's depressed and or anxious. And that leads to being extremely rigid, difficult, and negative. The same sort of person who would find a problem with somebody saying, what can I do to help you? Somebody saying, what can I do to help you? is not a bad thing. That is, that is not, that is a privilege. That's a lucky person. You know, so unless you're standing there in front of a fucking grease fire on the stove and your husband is like, what could I do to help you? You know, but that isn't real. That's like an everyone loves Raymond, everybody loves Raymond kind of a bumbling dad caricature that I've not seen um, in reality, except in certain situations where the woman is a textbook over-functioner. And, uh, and I talk about that a lot, over-functioning, and the man has never been able to deal with anything at all, not from dating, not through early marriage, and certainly not now. He has either debilitating ADHD, debilitating depression himself. But in those situations, those guys don't even really ask what they could do to help because uh, they don't help. So they just are kind of like a baby. And the woman knew it when she married him, although she was too young and too low self-esteem to make any different choices. So that is the situation. But in this situation that I'm talking about, frequently the man is doing at least half of the stuff. And then she also has a problem with him asking her what else he can do to help or asking her about like what she wants him to do with the kids because every time he does something she doesn't want with the kids, she gets very upset and says it should be something else. 
Why would a person constantly get very upset about things being done the quote wrong way because they struggle with depression and anxiety? So, for example, if let's say you were uh, sitting on the couch and you were saying, I'm so stressed, you know, and your husband came over and said, okay, what can I do to help? And you turned around and said, well, don't you understand that it has to be vacuumed in here? Right? I mean, it could just as easily be any other thing that you fixate on. And why should he know that in particular? And then, of course, people do cognitive dissonance reduction. And they say, well, because, you know, the last time it was vacuumed was this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. But God's honest truth is that if he would have caught you in one different second, you would have said, well, don't you understand that the kids have to go up for bath time? Or, well, don't you understand that I'm worried about, you know, paying our taxes? or whatever the case may be, because you're just worried a lot. You're just worried and depressed a lot. And it comes out in being extremely negative toward your intimate partner, because that is who's the punching bag for any miserable person. And I say this to guys too, of course. When a man is depressed, his wife can do nothing right. When a woman is depressed, the man can do nothing right. Through therapy and uh, kind of understanding yourself better, You can become a depressed person that doesn't have a bad marriage. That's possible. And I mean, I I just did a a video on this, but I could do a podcast, probably will now that I thought about it, because I just did a video on it about somebody said, like, if I changed my marriage, like if I wasn't with my partner anymore, would I stop being depressed? I think so. And I was like, no, girl, you wouldn't. You know, um, that doesn't happen. You biologically, depression is is something in your brain and it's genetic and environment and you're not, you can end up in the honeymoon stage with the next partner and think that that cured your depression to leave your prior partner and be with this one. But after the honeymoon stage recedes, you're just going to be a depressed person in hopefully a different marriage. So what the goal would be is to recognize that if you got a lot of problems with, um, you know, your husband trying to ask you what he could do to help you, that that may be a you thing, you know? And if he's doing a lot of shit and uh, he's acting as like your hands because you are too tired and too, quote, stressed and overwhelmed, again, symptoms of depression and anxiety, to do anything, then he already is doing a lot. And if the genders were inverted, then Everybody would think that he was a huge dick for jumping down your throat if you asked how he could help, how you could help him. So keep that in mind the next time that you find this to be like another form of emotional labor to have a partner who loves you enough to ask how he can help you. Because in in the inverted situation, if he said something like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed at work, and you said, how can I help? And he's like, my God, why do I have to tell you everything? Obviously, what you should do is you should take the kids out for a couple of hours so that I could work. Why didn't you know that? Every single person that you told that interaction to would be like, what an asshole, man. What is wrong with him? Here you are trying to be nice, and he just jumps down your throat. Now, another reason, by the way, that you could feel like somebody should mind read is you grew up in a very dysfunctional family where everything was indirect, everything was passive aggressive, and nobody ever was able to say what they needed out loud and you were supposed to guess. And in this case, you are expecting your husband to do the same thing, and he can't because that's not healthy and it's not how he was raised. So that, and likely, any sort of depression and anxiety is making this worse, this idea that he should mind read. So if you have an idea that he should mind read and he's already doing half the stuff, then you got to think about both your upbringing and the fact that you may be depressed slash anxious. And you got to talk to your own therapist about it because 
always in your life, what I would want you to learn from this podcast is always switch the genders, you know, and see if, if it would still make sense or if the other person would be like a tremendous asshole in that situation, right? So like I always do this with like kissing. Like any man that would, like if you were like, you know, on the Metro and you saw like um, a woman try to get up like and kiss her husband on the lips because she was leaving because her stop was before his stop and he kind of like gave her the cheek, you'd be like, what an asshole, right? Like, why isn't he loving to his wife? But if the woman did it, you'd be like, oh, I guess she's just not in the mood. I guess she, maybe she just touched out and stressed. Listen, I'm the first person to say I'm a frequent vocal proponent of gender differences, hormonal differences, empathy toward both genders. But sometimes you just got to get in a different, you know, a different view by switching it around, you know? And um, and this is one of those cases where where definitely somebody who is an otherwise competent person and thought of that way in the universe at large saying, how can I help you or asking what you need or what you want, or uh, particularly in the light of you kind of always saying they get it wrong when they guess, you know, that that's not a person that is the enemy. That's not a person who's putting more on your plate. That's a person who's trying to be a good partner. And of course, if they can't wipe their own ass without asking you, that's a different situation. But what I'm talking about is competent people who are doing uh, half of the childcare in at least the hours that they are home to do that. Because frequently this is a situation too where the woman is stay at home, the man is work outside the home, but then when he's home, he's doing half, if not more, because now uh, more and more I see a dynamic where if the woman is stay at home, basically she's off as soon as the man comes home. So then he's got second shift. And second shift was something that Arlie Hothschild, a sociologist, wrote about that women had in dual income families where um, the man was off. He came home and he was off. But now she was um, on because she did her job. And then plus she did 100 percent of the child care and the uh, housework. And these studies were done in the 70s and 80s. But now I see it kind of different. I see um, in the dual income families, they're dual income, they both work, they both come home, they both split everything. But sometimes with the stay at home moms, they come home and they clock out pretty much and they will frequently like leave, you know, or leave basically, i.e. go to their bedroom or whatever. And listen, everybody should have a break, 100%. But, you know, in situations where women are struggling with untreated or unacknowledged depression or anxiety, uh, guys get the second shift and that's an open secret that they don't talk about because it's kind of embarrassing to both of them. You know, the reality that he works all day, then he comes home and then he does a hundred percent of the children's stuff. And, you know, then what, <laughs> you know, like then where is she? What she's doing is dealing with overwhelm and dysregulation due to untreated or sometimes unacknowledged depression or anxiety. So that is the key takeaway here. Are you dealing with untreated depression or anxiety? Talk to your provider. If so, I have lots of posts on depression and anxiety and what they look like and lots of podcasts on that too. All right, guys, hope you found this useful and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.